Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. And today I have with me co-founder, CMO, and chief strategist at AMZ Advisors, Mike Begg. His website is amzadvisors.com. Mike, welcome to the show. Jen, thank you for having me here. And I'm happy to share my experience and knowledge with your audience. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, I just uh, First, I want to start off with asking, how's the weather in Mexico right now? <laughs> <laughs> the weather in Mexico is great. And I know it's a lot better than the US right now. Uh, I think yeah. it is about... I live in Guadalajara. I think it's about 75 today. Oh, that's yeah. For whatever reason here in Virginia beach, it's oddly 60 degrees, but like for the last week it was like in the thirties. So I don't, I don't know what's going on right now, but, uh, I always know that like, you know, places like Mexico just always have amazing weather. <laughs> oh yeah. It's great here. I mean, I just another funny thing. My, my cousin lives in Austin mm-hmm. last week. She was just posting about how it's like 80 degrees and sunny and now karma came and there's snow on the ground. So yeah, that's yes, true. I, I, my heart goes out to everyone in the Midwest right now dealing with like power outages and no, <sighs> and I'm just like, wow, I didn't even know it snows in the Midwest. That's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, uh, Mike, for people that are learning about AMZ advisors for the first time, let us know what's your company about and who do you like to help? Sure. So we, what we do is we partner with brands and manufacturers that are looking to sell more on the Amazon platform and, mm-hmm. and just in general in e-commerce as well. Mm-hmm. And we do everything for them from you know creating graphic design and listing copy to optimizing their listings on the Amazon platform, developing the marketing strategy, and then managing their advertising for them. So we kind of you know partner with these companies to become their full service need for e-commerce. Yeah. And the companies we work with are anywhere from, you know, one person operations up to, you know, fortune 50 companies. So really just depends on what you're looking for. And there's definitely yeah. ways we can help. Man, you must be uh, booming with business right now, considering uh, at the time of this recording that we're still in the pandemic. Yes, it has. The last year has been good. Um, well, good and bad. We had a lot of clients leave initially at the pandemic, but then I, I think since then we've grown way faster uh, with a lot of companies realizing the need to get online right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me know, how did you stumble upon uh, this type of niche, you know, helping brands manufacture and sell more products on Amazon? So uh, we actually started and we still are uh, e-commerce sellers ourselves. So we were building our own brands and importing products from China Mm. and just happened that one of the categories we were in was art supplies. And one of our main competitors in the art supply space was Crayola. Mm. And we were absolutely beating Crayola. We were doing way better than them. And that's kind of when the light bulb went off that these big companies don't know what they're doing online. Yeah, uh, And the same, if the big companies can't figure it out, a lot of these smaller companies can't figure it out as well. And that's where we really started to offer this as a service in addition to just being e-commerce sellers ourselves. You know, I think one of the most, um, like one of the companies I'm most sad about for them, not really for me, is Toys R Us because yeah. uh, they just, you know, had to file for bankruptcy and they just couldn't adapt you know, to the online space. Like, and so it's, it's interesting to, to know that these big corporations are, like you said, like, they just, they don't know, like they don't, they, they, they didn't want to fix what wasn't broken, but they didn't like plan ahead either. Yeah. And I mean, even going back a little further before I got into e-commerce, I was actually working in real estate for Sears. 
So oh, wow. if you want to talk about companies that did not get e-commerce, that is a, a prime example of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, give us maybe, you don't have to like list company names or anything, but give us a case study. Uh, let's say, you know, a client walks through your virtual doors in today's times and <laughs> wants to work with you. Can you walk us through that process of how you help them? Sure. So initially we just want to have a conversation with them, understand their business, what their capabilities are mm-hmm. and what their objectives are. And then from there, we kind of look at ways we can help them. You know, if we're going to be able to partner with them, we'll primarily look at how their Amazon content is doing right now, whether it's driving enough traffic, whether it's converting well enough. And then from there, we'll you know focus on optimizing the content. And then from you know going beyond that, we'll look at what SKUs can we advertise or market to get the most uh, growth over time? Mm-hmm. And that really depends on you know what we're seeing in the market research we're doing for whatever their products may be, as well as seeing what products are in their current catalog are converting well, have good conversion rates or have high traffic numbers to begin with, mm-hmm. because that means that they're already you know positioned well on the Amazon platform. So giving them a little push might really help them accelerate the sales. So that's kind of what it looks like uh, when we're starting with a client and Mm -hmm. how we're working on our partnership with them and building that out. Yeah, very cool. What do you feel like if people are getting to e-commerce or specifically wanting to be on Amazon, what have you found to be maybe the number one mistake or misconception that you have to help them like work through? I think one of the biggest questions we get, and I guess I would say this is a a misconception as well, Mm -hmm. is why do I need to advertise on Amazon? I mean, Mm. so many people think that they just can throw up their products and they're just going to start selling. And I mean, it depends on your product. I mean, if you have a great household brand name, I mean, yeah, you can probably throw it up there and people are going to be searching for your Nike product Mm -hmm. or something like that. I mean, if you have the brand name already, it's a lot easier to get started. But about 99.9% of companies don't have that brand recognition. So advertising is really how you're going to have to acquire new customers for your brand. and. Mm Yeah, there there are different approaches that you can take to advertising on the Amazon platform. And if your focus is profitability and just making money, then you're going to want to focus on longer tail keywords that are probably less competitive, less expensive, and won't cut into your margin as much. Mm-hmm. But if your objective is to actually grow your overall top line sales and then you know build a bigger brand name within the Amazon platform, you need to be investing more money, testing new advertising strategies, and seeing what works for your brand and leads to the best sales. That's extremely important uh, to to grow on the Amazon platform instead of just being there. And, you know, maybe someone finds your product and buys it sometime. Yeah. It sounds like an art, you know, you have to kind of really pay attention to the numbers and the analytics on there and track it and see the trends and stuff like that. And, uh, I think the average, um, you know, maybe a e-commerce person can only decipher all that, <laughs> you know, data by themselves. Yeah. I, I, there's definitely a big data element to it. I mean, we always focus on using the data that we have within the client accounts to make the best decisions on what we're going to do from a marketing and advertising standpoint, or even from a new product development standpoint. For example, you know, if a competitor product that is a complement to our product is leading to uh, the customers buying it a lot through the Amazon platform, then maybe we want to look at creating our own product. So when you really dive into the data you can see a lot more trends and see a lot more opportunities. And you know, the majority of companies that are either coming from the brick and mortar space or maybe don't have familiarity with where to find this data on the Amazon platform really struggle with harnessing it and using it mm-hmm. to their advantage to grow on the platform. Mm-hmm. 
I'm curious to know what your take is on Amazon basics. You know, it's kind of like the, not like the generic brand on there. And I've heard there's a lot of controversy around like kind of Amazon taking advantage. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the details. I'm, this is, I'm just relaying what people have said, you know, where they've kind of taken advantage of like their own data or studying other people's data. Who's who does e-commerce on their site and then creates these Amazon basics. Like what, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? And um, is it true? And, you know, like, and how are you helping, I guess, businesses like work around that? I would say that it definitely happens, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's a coincidence or whether they're actually using the data to come up with a, a brand that's selling well on the platform. You know, who really knows? I think that'll all come out at some point in the yeah, future. Probably, yeah, probably years down the line. hearing or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it is a concern for a lot of products, but mm-hmm. the reality is that building a brand name is very valuable within the Amazon platform. I mean, just because Amazon has something for cheap with Amazon basics doesn't necessarily mean it's a good product or the quality is going to be there. Mm-hmm. So if you have a good brand reputation, uh, you have a good product quality, that's going to show through a lot more with whatever product reviews you have, uh, whatever feedback you're getting from customers on your product. So, I mean, competition is always a problem, but it's something you're never going to be able to avoid. Um, and uh, really, unless you're doing, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars a month in the Amazon platform, you really don't need to worry about them uh, mm-hmm. coming in and you know, copying your design or copying your product and building it within their own Amazon basics brand. Yeah, I think it's very much, uh, it is very important to stress the importance of a brand because that's, you know, I think about some of the things I'm willing to pay more for just because it's familiar to me, you know, just yeah. because it's a, it's a brand that I'm familiar with. Like even I remember in the days when I'd go to target, I don't like go in target anymore. Like not, not, it's not a political statement. I just don't want to go in there, but like, you know, you would see the generic brands next to the branded stuff. And, and I would, I would be skeptical of the generic yeah. brands and I would just end up getting the more expensive product. And that's, a you know, I, all that is to say that that is the power of having a strong brand is that familiarity, um, to, you know, that your customers want to, um, want to have. Right. Yeah. And it takes a long time to build that. I mean, the great thing about, uh, your analogy is like the difference is that you're going to a store and you can't see what people think about the product in real time. The great thing about Amazon and e-commerce and online platforms is that you can read the customer reviews. So if you have, if you're comparing two different brands, you can look at the reviews for each one and see which one has, you know, better reviews or what's answer, uh, answering your doubts more mm-hmm. and you can make a decision from there. So it's tough to get that brand awareness within Amazon to start, but it's a process that's going to have, have to happen over time. And it starts with building out the Amazon sales channel the correct way. Mm-hmm. And then from there expanding beyond Amazon and trying to get your brand presence through you know, brand awareness, advertising, PR, being on other platforms, social media, whatever it may be, all of that's going to help build brand awareness over time. Yeah, I really like to read uh, reviews from verified purchases because I feel like they're real. <laughs> At least that's <laughs> what I want to believe. And yeah. um, I appreciate those more, you know? So it's like, to me, it's not even necessarily like, like, oh, does this product has, does this product have more reviews than someone else? It's more like, okay, let me look at the verified purchases because these are people that will tell you. And it's, it's like, I just, I appreciate like people who are on there, like just like, I think like back in the Yelp days when like people were really like, just so, um, I don't know, like narrative with like the reviews for like restaurants and stuff. Like, I feel like people are doing that now on Amazon. Like they'll take pictures, they'll do videos, you know? And I'm like, this is so cool. Like I, I I like how it sort of transferred onto the the Amazon platform and just being able to get, you know, that kind of recommendation or that kind that quality of a review, you know, from customers. 
Yeah. I mean, social proof plays a huge part, uh, not just in Amazon, but any online platform right now. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're talking about conversion rates, the difference between having reviews and not having reviews on Amazon is massive. So the yeah. more reviews you can have, that more social proof, the more people can believe or trust your product, the better it's going to be for your brand in the long term. Yeah. Fantastic. I want to go ahead and shift gears here, Mike, but before I do, is there anything else you want people to know about AMZ advisors? Um, no, I think we've covered a lot about it. I mean, we're always looking for ways that we can help new brands succeed on the Amazon platform. So if anyone ever has questions, you know, we're glad to you know, touch base on that and see if there's any way we can help them. Yeah, fantastic. So we were talking a little bit about this offline. And I also hinted at the beginning of our conversation, my fascination of you living in Mexico. <laughs> so uh, I know that you're working on a, on a newer project, like in addition to what you're doing with AMZ Advisors. Tell us what this new project is about. So the new project that I'm working on is uh, essentially helping U.S. businesses or Canadian businesses hire employees directly in Mexico without necessarily needing to be here. Mm -hmm. You can be here if you want. The weather's great. I'm not going (laughs) to complain about that. But um, essentially, us as a U.S. business, we were able to grow and scale so much quicker and be able to help our clients so much more Mm -hmm. by hiring talent here in Mexico that we never would have been able to afford in the U.S., so, I mean, a good example of this is that we have MBAs that are working for us for you know a fraction of the cost that they would be in the in the U.S. and that just improves the quality of our service, the client experience, and everything. So, we wanted to bring this to other companies and allow them to have that same opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, what we're doing is we're helping them with recruiting, the HR, the payroll, the taxes, all their liabilities here in Mexico, the office space, the computer, and they. And, you know, your employees or your team members now are going to have access to all of that. And essentially for you, this is just another independent contractor. So if you're outsourcing right now to you know, the Philippines and you're, you're having issues with communications or infrastructure or time zone differences, mm-hmm. I mean, Mexico is a great alternative for that. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like um, you lucked out because the uh, minimum wage went up here <laughs> in America by at the time of this recording at 15 an hour. So, uh, yeah. you know, who can afford that nowadays, right? Like considering how so many small businesses have shut down. And so, uh, I mean, tragically have shut down because of everything that's going on. And so it's just great to hear that a company such as yourself, uh, you know, got creative and um, are seeing the value in outsourcing in places like Mexico um, and even the Philippines. Like I personally have two to, uh, like I, I have, I think two or three team members in the Philippines. Um, I guess that's probably cause I'm Filipino. So I'm biased as well. <laughs> I was like, Oh, Philippines <laughs> are great. I trust them. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just like being able to, um, you know, give other people, other countries in a sense, uh, these opportunities, but it also is a win-win situation because like you said, you can offer more quality value or more quality uh, service to your clientele and, and, you know, to your business overall. I mean, this is like, I don't know if this is a question we can get answered today, but why is it more affordable, I guess, to live in Mexico and do business in Mexico and, and yeah. And, and really just kind of promote this hidden gem, like, Hey, you can hire out here too. And, and your business can be just as successful. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, obviously the cost of living differences are are massive. I mean, for example, I'm from Connecticut originally. I was paying just before I ever moved to Mexico, I was paying, uh, you know, $1,500 a month for a bedroom in a three bedroom apartment uh, versus here. I pay $1,000 a month and I have a two bedroom apartment uh, on the 24th floor of an apartment building of one of the nicest apartment buildings here. So, um, I mean, cost of living wise, that makes a huge difference. 
But I mean, even if you don't want to move here, just having a support team here is incredibly valuable. So for example, I, when you introduce me, I'm the CMO of AMZ Advisors. I have my content manager here. I have graphic designers here. I have video editors here. I have content writers here. And I mean, I've just built out this entire structure for my marketing team here to help me produce way more content, get my name out there more, get our brand name out there more and start driving a lot more leads for our business. So, you know, even if you don't want to hire entirely in Mexico, another great opportunity is to hire the function leads in the US and then allow them to build out the teams mm. in Mexico that are on the same time zone that can communicate in the same time, can actually you know, help you increase your productivity by increasing the amount uh, of, well, by leveraging the knowledge that your marketing lead or whatever function lead has to, to build out the teams quicker and scale the content or whatever type of marketing you're doing. So, um, you know, it's phenomenal. When it comes to English language uh, skills, which is always a concern for a lot of people, you know, a lot of my employees are either native or have grown up in the U S or spent time in the U S and, you know, yeah. English is nothing. Cultural differences are, not much. I mean, it's very similar between the U S culture and Mexican culture when we're looking at the big cities, which is where most businesses are. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just, I think a lot of people just don't consider it because they don't really understand the opportunity, but when you start approaching it from different angles and seeing how valuable this can be to actually building a team and scaling your business, there's a lot of opportunity for you to grow a lot faster than you would in Mexico than just by hiring in the U S. Yeah, for sure. And like to put emphasis on that time zone, you know, it's like, that's, that's very powerful. And considering how we're all working from home anyway, nowadays, it's like, what's the difference? Like, it doesn't matter what country you're in. Right. <laughs> um, exactly. But Mexico definitely is a, is a good, is a good location. And, um, you know, I mentioned to you that like my husband and I are always, or he's always talking like, Oh, if anything happens, we're, we're like fleeing to Mexico, we're going to build a life out there. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that sounds really extreme, but yeah, you know, I, I guess so I, I can, I can stand by that because there's a lot of expats there uh, from America. There are. Um, and it just seems to be growing more and more. I see more literally every day here in Guadalajara, <laughs> but even in the beach towns, uh, you know, I lived for a while in Playa del Carmen. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a huge expat community there, not just in the US, but also Europeans. So, mm -hmm. you know, lifestyle wise, it can be really nice making a shift from the US to, to the beach or you know, just to another country. It really depends on what you're interested in, what you like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we go, you know, this show is called the thoughtful entrepreneur for a reason. We like to, um, encourage our entrepreneurs and small business owners to be more thoughtful, um, in how they approach their business. So do you have any parting piece of advice, any final advice to our entrepreneurs, uh, listening to our show? I think I've touched on it a few times throughout mm -hmm. this. Uh, first, when we talked about social proof and you know, reviews, uh, then talking about you know the actual quality of product that we're providing to our clients by hiring here in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I think when you're looking at your business, you know, your product quality is always the most important thing for you to focus on, whether it's a physical product or whether it's a service. Mm -hmm. For a physical product, if you buy something that's crap, you're going to get a lot of reviews online that say the product is crap. Right. So, you know, build something that's good in the physical space. If you're doing a service and you're not, you know, you're pricing your service higher than the quality of the service they're getting or the touch points or the team members or whatever it may be, that's going to lead to client churn. You know, you're going to have problems with client retention. So by focusing on your, your product first and figuring out what the most important aspects are to your, to your customer and how you can improve that product and you know, maximize the value of whatever product or service you're offering is really when you're going to start seeing the growth. And, you know, for us, when we 
hired and started scaling down here to about 20 employees that we have now is really when we started focusing on the product quality and, mm. you know, the churn is reduced, the retentions improved. So, I mean, I think that just, just goes to talk about how valuable that is within any business. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, Mike, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you for all your advice and adding value to our community here at the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks so much. <laughs> Jen, thank you for having me here. I hope uh, I hope everything went well. I hope your audience enjoys it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they will. Uh, and again, to our listeners, this is Mike Begg, who is the co-founder, CMO, and chief strategist at AMZ Advisors. You can learn more about him and his company and his new project at his website, amzadvisors.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120 thousand social media fans totally free now can you also hook us up now in your podcast player right now please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review we promise to read it all and take action we believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world your feedback helps us fulfill that mission and while you're at it hit that subscribe button you know why tomorrow that's right seven days a week you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.